This is Matson from down south Denmark, and you're listening to My Radio Rocks, so turn that volume up. Yeah. Hi, everyone. It's Maria. Maria. Recruit what can here. I expect? From Hi, everyone. And, and you know what? I, I'm banging my head around trying to think. Hi, everyone. It's Maria Recruit here from All Things Real Estate. Friday night here. It's called Two Chicks Chat about real estate and it is march the 26th 2021 and we're still in the pandemic <laughs> um we're slowly coming out of it i don't know if they're going to come back and kind of kibosh the idea of, of going um getting everyone in through the stores and i have short-term rentals i'm wondering if i'll be able to go ahead with that or not but hey it's been a real rocky um year but hey i hope i get some of some of the advice that i'm giving you and some advice that you're going to be getting from natasha this evening natasha figali from ontario canada uh, she is a real estate investor and she does her own investing now she was using she did have some partners but she decided to go on her own which is pretty much what i've been doing my whole life as a real estate investor uh, I invested in my first house in 1988 and then went full-time investing as a real estate investor and as a landlord in uh, 2000, so that's 21 years, so that's a long, long time, and I've seen so many things come and go. It's been a rocky road for a lot of investors during this time. We did have 2008 where we had a lot of people going into bankruptcies, going into foreclosure, and I don't know, I can see that happening coming up because it is worldwide that the prices have been inflating so quickly for any real estate. It's become like the stock market, and when I see things like that happening, I know there's a we're going to bottom out. So, you know, the people at the top are making the money, the people at the bottom are losing, and the middle class is losing ground because they have to pay more for everything. But I do hope that some of the ideas I bring forward, I'm going to have other guests. I also host a uh, show, a live show. I sh host four times a day, but I have live shows actually at this point on Monday. Um, it's going to be at uh, 8 o'clock in the evening Eastern Standard Time. Um, no, I'm sorry, 7 o'clock <laughs> Eastern Standard Time. And I'm going to have two long-time investors talk about what's going on with the real estate market, how to protect yourself. So please join me on Monday at 7 p.m., uh, every Monday at 7 p.m., and I have live guests at that time. And today we're going to be... Um, talking about what's going on in the Windsor area of Ontario, Canada. That is where Natasha is investing. Myself, I'm an investor in the Niagara region, in the Niagara Falls region. I've been investing here since 1988, but let's say I really pushed forward a lot in 2000 as an investor. And um, I can see the growth in real estate. There's so much development going on. It kind of breaks my heart. Because once upon a time, the Niagara region, which is a beautiful area, it's cradled between um, Lake Ontario and Lake Erie. It has wonderful Carolina forests. It has wineries. It has the theater. It has, of course, our lovely Niagara Falls on the Canadian side. The United States side is lovely, too. But most people come on the Canadian side if they want to see the grandeur 
of the Niagara Falls area. And um, so we're going to probably be having a lot of more people coming down for the larger cities like Toronto and, and other cities coming down to the Niagara region trying to run away and get out of Toronto because of the coronavirus. But I'm going to tell you right now that these people, once things get back to normal, will be going back to those big cities. Because if you come from a large city, you're not accustomed to what the services are like in this area. Like the, the pace is slower. You might have to travel farther. Sure, the houses are less expensive, but the lifestyle, if you're accustomed to a very hectic, busy lifestyle in Toronto, you're not going to be happy with the lifestyle down in the Niagara region. You're going to be bored. And I can see a lot of people going back. I'm also seeing, and I'm going to, I'm going to predict this now, I'll have to write an article about that. And you can read all the articles I've written uh, on REI.com and also my own uh, website, which is realwealthrealestate.com. I've written so many articles since I started my website where I predict, and I predicted about 10 years ago that in 2020, most about 60% of the people would be working from their home. They didn't need to go to an office. They could be working from any um, restaurant, any Starbucks, anywhere, and still produce good content, you know. Uh, but I was wrong. It's 90% they're at home right now, and a lot of them are getting bored. They can't function with you know, um, not only running their business with children around, but also um, if you have been working for a company all this time and then all of a sudden you're asked to stay at home and produce, um, what what the uh, companies are noticing that there is less production with people staying at home, especially if they're not accustomed to working on their own. They like to sit, stand around the water cooler and waste a lot of time. Because if you think about it, when a person's working eight hours a day, they're not re- they're not functioning eight hours a day. They're not they're not producing eight hours a day. Uh, you know, maybe maybe the employer gets four to six six hours maybe a day. So they're getting paid an extra two hours. Um, I can see the companies wanting the employees to come back where they become more disciplined and they'll get down to doing business instead of fooling around in their home. Myself, I've been an entrepreneur since 1982. I've worked out of my own home since 1982. I'm quite accustomed to getting up like this morning. I was up at 3.30 in the morning and I haven't gone back to sleep and it's 7.23 right now. So I'm I'm very disciplined. You have to be very disciplined if you're going to be, a tr- if you are a true entre- entrepreneur and if you are truly going to be successful, you have to be very self-disciplined in order to become successful. You don't become successful with any business or, or even at, in a job without being disciplined and know to how to set your priorities. So um, the companies I can see, the big companies asking the employees to come back to the big cities, the employees will then not maybe not want to travel one to two hours every day one way or more. Then they'll want to sell their properties in these outlying areas or outlying areas and go back to this big city, but they won't be able to afford the properties there. So they'll have to get into some sort of a condo uh, development or, you know, maybe um, rent during the weekday and come home on the weekends, which a lot of people, when I first moved here in 1986, 
in the Niagara region. Many people were living in Niagara but were traveling to Toronto. That was a lot of baby boomers. I'm the be I'm at the baby boomer age right now. So we're gonna see big changes. Let me know if you think I'm right or wrong. By all means send me send me a message on Facebook or come on here on the radio station and chat with me here. I do read everything that you're going to be putting on the chat. So I'm gonna see if I can get Natasha on the phone right now. Let's see if I can find her. Let's see. Yeah, she's waiting for us. This is wonderful. Okay. All right. You're going to find Natasha. Natasha, actually, I've been working with her as a consultant with her since, um, since 2019. And so this is 2020. So I've known Natasha about a year and a half now, going on to two years. Hi, Natasha. How are you? I'm well, Maria. How are you? Very well. Happy Friday. <laughs> Happy Friday, my dear. Yes, no kidding. So how have you been this week, and what's new and exciting? Listen, I've been fine. The week has been very good. Okay. Uh, no complaints okay. at all. No, no, uh, no big complaints in my world, which is just the way I like it. Good for you. <laughs> You had enough ups and downs last year, Natasha. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Last year was such a catastrophic Mm -hmm. year that I am so, so happy. I like my business nice and boring. Yes, that's what it's supposed to be. (laughs) It's supposed to be like this. I don't want to deal with any problems at all. I think that it's so much better like this Mm -hmm. and you know what? I just have repairs that I have to do here and there and then the rest is easy peasy and this is the way real estate investing should be. Yeah. I agree. It, we should, it, and the key to all of it, and I think you'll agree, because what we're talking about last year, you had a problem tenant that you have since oh my evicted. Thank God for oh that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I know. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I know. What a nightmare that was, eh? You can't. I, I really, I, I really, truly believe that in one lifetime, uh-huh. that suffer, that kind of suffering should only happen once. Yes, but you know, there's so many landlords out there, both in Canada and U.S., and I was just reading about something that's in the Ottawa area, where this woman has a GoFundMe project now, because she doesn't want to be evicted, but, she's, but she doesn't mention how many months she hasn't paid rent, right? And of course, that's a beautiful house she's living in, but she's saying everything's gone wrong with it. So really, 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 when I do my landlord boot camp, as you know, uh, you have to stress to get the best person, the best tenant for your home, and not just take any, yeah. anyone anymore. You can't. You can't. It's too dangerous. You can't. No. If, if you can't find the right tenant, you need to leave. You need to have enough cushion to leave your property vacant. I agree. There's no... There's no way to not do your due diligence and to be negligent on this matter. I agree. Yeah, there is there is no reason really, is there? There is no reason well, not to do your due diligence. You're going to you could get to a point where you foreclose on your home. Yeah. And I've heard a few stories now and I don't know if this is a growing trend or not. I I'm not sure, Mm -hmm. but I've heard a few stories where what's happening is if there are multiple units in the property Mm -hmm. and the other tenants find out that one tenant isn't paying, 
the other tenants will start the same behavior. I know. Because, I know. Yeah. And, and I'm not going to lie, it almost happened to me with my property. Okay. The tenants on the main floor said, why do we have to pay you and endure suffering sure. when this person is allowed to live for free and we are living in very safe yeah. and unjustifiable conditions and no one can help us. I know. And they know. actually asked me, I don't know if you remember Maria, they had asked me for a $500 rent reduction each month. Yeah. And, and I said you, no. And I told you to say no. Yes, yes. Yeah. You as and uh, my paralegal both counseled strongly against that mm -hmm. because it will set a precedent Absolutely. and then they'll continue to ask sure. because they were under the assumption that why are we paying and she's not paying. I know, I know, I know. And that's why I like my single family dwellings. <laughs> oh yeah. It makes a big difference. I'm just dealing with one set of tenants, right? I don't have to deal with multiples. That's why I never got into the multiple rentals. And you and I have spoken about this because I don't mm -hmm, want to have mm -hmm. to deal with like, I would probably have gone into something larger. I wouldn't have gone to a duplex or triplex. That's, 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 that's too small for me, right? I would have gone into a multi-unit apartment building, but I thought I don't want mm -hmm. to deal with a city. And that's what you're dealing with. People don't understand that. The more people you get into a building, the more problems there's going to be it doesn't get easier okay so you're saying you're making good money but let's let's look at this Natasha so how many there are buildings in the area that maybe multiple people aren't paying and like you say that that disease of not paying goes from one to the other mm -hmm. because they talk to each other so what are you gonna do when one after another says they don't want to pay it's a nightmare <laughs> It's a nightmare, and we, I, I'm not sure where this disease, mm -hmm. or, you know, as Candace Owens would say, this cancer is coming from. Mm -hmm. However, it's becoming a very big problem, and it's such a lack of responsibility that is glamorized. Yes. And the glamorized lack of responsibility is problematic, because it'll start in housing, mm -hmm but it'll spiderweb its way elsewhere. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, everybody thinks they're owed something. They don't want to earn it anymore, right? And uh, that's part of the problem. When I was growing up, we had to earn everything. Nobody was going to give us anything for free, but now everybody thinks they owe it to them, and the government's too lax on them. And they just do that to keep everything quiet. You know, that's how it's done, right? And if you look at... Yeah, I, I think it, it really is. There really is a, a, a an element to keep sort of, you know, the alligators at bay. Yeah. Um, and just sort of to silence people. Yeah. I think that there's a little bit of that going on, but, you know, the landlords are have had no relief. I, I mean, know. we as landlords, I have had no relief. I know. I know. Everybody, I, and I was reading today, you know, the, the big scandal coming out about the Serb payments. I mean, people in Abu Dhabi were getting served. Like, are you kidding oh, me yeah. right now? Oh, and, I, and I almost lost my house? Yeah, I know. But other people are getting our money from our tax dollars. Yeah, I know. I know. That's this why is like, 
Yeah. It's atrocious. I know. That's why you have to protect yourself, Natasha. You can't rely on anyone else to protect yourself. And and that's kind of what I've always taught anyone who's been in my mastermind, and you know that, okay, because you've been with me for 21 weeks in my mastermind. You have to become self-sufficient in every way. You have to understand the law. You have to know where to go to know about your rights, and you have to stick by your rights. You have to be tough on who you let into your property. The number one thing is check on who's going to come into your home so let's talk about that right now let's talk about sure how sure we, it's my as, favorite topic yeah, i know me too <laughs> okay so my we, favorite topic I know, now i know i know it is so is mine so now we as landlords how can we protect ourselves and make sure we get the person into our home can you give us just a couple pointers on that all right reef um What I think is the most important, if I if I kind of reframe the question, sure, is the the first thing is you need to understand not you per se, but the Anyone. the landlord or the investor, yeah. who whoever it is that wants to get into housing and rent out the house, mm -hmm. because you could be an investor that is not interested in the people, yeah. and what you're going to do is just put a property management on it and go from there. Yeah. Or you might be somebody who wants to be hands-on and fully involved. Mm -hmm. In that case, it's very, very important that this is a business. This is not a friendship. Yes. After years, after years of having the same tenants who have had excellent behavior and who are awesome, then you you grow into more of a of a friendship, and you can, at times, let small things. Uh, fly under the radar. Yeah, small things like they didn't take the garbage out. Small mm -hmm. things like that. Yeah. However, that comes with a lot of time and a lot of built-up equity in the relationship. Yes, I agree. And I don't. And I don't now, think we just. I'm just going to stop now because I think many people don't yeah. even understand what that means. I don't think landlords don't look at this as a relationship. They look at just money coming through the door. But for me, and that's why I think just like with you, because when people come into your homes, they stay a long time, don't they? Just like when they come into my homes, they stay a long time because it is a relationship. I'm not their friend, but if they have a problem, yeah. they can come to me and I, they respect yeah. me and I respect them. But I'm not their friend. But if they need a helping hand, I'm happy to help them. You know? No, it's a working relationship like a boss and an employee That's or right. like like yes. a business yes. owner and a client. It's, exactly. it's a working relationship. However, when there are tenants in your home, they are human beings. So we, you know, we do need to have humanity at Absolutely. some point. We do, right? Absolutely. Um, and that goes both ways. That yeah. goes both ways, Maria. That goes both I ways, know. you know? know? And um, what, what I was going to say is... I have zero turnover. Mm -hmm. Zero. Yeah. I, my turnover looks like this. <laughs> Hi, Natasha. I'm pregnant. Do you have a two-bedroom? <laughs> oh, yes, I do. So they go, they go from upstairs to downstairs, from one house to the next house. I love it. My tenants never leave. I have zero <laughs> turnover. I love them. I'm happy to have them. Yeah. And because, you know, 
as I said, like my tenants have been with me for so long now mm -hmm. that it's almost like it's almost like family, honestly. Yeah. So yeah. when they call me, when they call me for something, I go or I've got well, I actually don't really go anymore, but I have, you know, a team and uh -huh. they go and the team knows the tenants, the yeah. tenants knows the team. Yeah. That's why I can't have I can't have anybody in in my homes that is not going to be able to work with us because I don't even show up on site and my team is like my family. I tr I'm trusting yeah. them with millions of yeah. dollars of real estate. Yeah. I know. I'm the same. millions of dollars. I'm the same. Yeah. I'm the same yeah. as you. I don't show up unless I absolutely have to. I, I let everyone else handle it because they're better at it mm -hmm. than myself. So, yeah, the same thing. They have to respect my my teammates, and they do. They know who the person is. They've met them before. Probably the person was with me. I introduced them, you know. So, uh, yeah, I, I agree. That's 100%. Very, very important. Once again, a lot of landlords and once again, a lot of tenants never even get to that. They don't even get to first base. That's first base. What you're saying is first base. You know, mm -hmm. that's, that's to be expected. Mm -hmm. But but I think there's so many people, and you and I have talked about this many, many times, but there's always worthwhile talking. Again, because there's always new landlords that are coming on board, let's face it, right? Um, that, that really, uh, you have to become very savvy in the way you find your tenants and also you have to find the right tenants that fit your profile and fit your house they become your avatar so i know you have an avatar now what who you're looking oh, yes. for and so do i we mm -hmm. don't have to we don't have to go into detail what it is but we know when we hear no. when we talk to them or when they send us a message we know exactly who those people are we know if they're going to fit in or not just even from the first words i hear from them i can tell it's amazing you know but it's 21 years that I've been doing it. How many how many years have you been doing this? Uh, I'm going into year six. Yeah. I've been in business yeah. now six years. Yeah. And I manage for other I manage other properties. Good. And Good. I manage my own properties. Mm-hmm. So it's and I have a couple of garages which I have turned into storage spaces. And Good they're on you. separate leases. Good for you. Yeah, they're on I usually buy full fully loaded properties uh -huh. that I can really max, maximize profit on. And so the garages are always on separate leases mm -hmm. and they're not available on the lease, on yeah. the master lease for the property. Yeah. The garage is not available and I might even remove the parking now. Okay. Because I'm I'm looking at doing something with campers. Mm -hmm. Oh nice. <laughs> yeah, I saw I saw I actually saw something about these people coming out of Vancouver that were buying on Vancouver, Canada, that were buying campers and okay. renting out campers as a cheaper method of housing and they sure. would just par park them on their properties. Okay. So I was thinking, you know, that could, that's something, I, I have to look into it a little bit more in the bylaws and so forth. Absolutely. But that's, uh, you know, that's something to really, uh, you know, we're always, as investors, we're always looking at, you know, different things that are popping up here and there on the market, right? Abs of course. I'm always looking too, right? <laughs> of course, I'm always looking. Yeah. Yeah, why not? I always thought I would love to have a trailer park, own a trailer park, but I probably wouldn't do it in Canada because it, the season's too short. 
I mean, to make money with a trailer park, there's a lot of work involved with all of that. Um, mm-hmm. I, unless mm-hmm. I was retired and, and you know, I, I, nobody owed me money. I didn't owe anybody any money. Then some, some trailer park owners actually stay here in Canada from May until uh, November the 1st, and they go down south. So I could see myself having a trailer camp here and a trailer camp down south, but I'm not going to do that. Are, are you in the rain or something? It sounds like there's rain around your area. No. Oh, okay. There's some sort of no, a sound. There was this morning. There was this morning, but not anymore. No. Oh, okay. I don't know what that the sound in the background is. I don't know what's going on. It sounds like a truck or something or rain. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Okay then. So. Um, okay. So for sharpening your skill as a landlord who is able to choose a tenant, any type of advice that we can uh, offer some of the newbies coming in. Oh, yes, of course. Maria, we got to do our book. We got to write a book for this. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I, I, I believe, I truly believe that if this is a business that you want to do and you want to get into, the most important thing is to make sure that you are ready to be in the business, mm-hmm. to make sure that you're ready to do an investment like this. This is not an easy money, and it's not a quick fix. And I know that's what people are watching online all yes, the time. Yes, I know. However, that can get you into a lot of trouble. Mm-hmm. You could lose the, your shirt. Yeah, lose your house with tenants not paying for a year at a time or two years at a time or three years at a time. And, and some people could even decide to squat. Like, it's dangerous now. And I used that term term last year. I'm going to say it again this year. It's dangerous if you don't know what you're doing with your house to get anyone in your property. Better to be empty than have the wrong person in there. That will drive you crazy. You'll lose sleep. You might even lose a relationship, which almost happened to you. Uh, you know, like, mm-hmm. you think you're going crazy because nobody's there to help you. You know, and they should be there, but they're not. And they leave it up to you, and you know, only by your wits, and you know, just by people surrounding you, surrounding yourself with good people that will say, "Hey, you know, don't worry, it'll be over and done with sooner or later. Just get on with something else in the meantime to distract yourself." Yeah, I know you. You lost sleep. Listen, I've been through what you were through, but we didn't have at that time these lax laws. People couldn't stay for a year because the the landlord tenant board was working. It's not working now, but it was working. And uh, I had a really good paralegal from the moment that something happened. And I won the case every time, right? Every time I went to court, I won it. Um, and I had sheriffs come in. I have, I've gone through the whole thing, but I didn't have anyone destroy my property. And it, the worst was that they didn't pay rent for a number of months. That's it, right? No destruction. Mm-hmm. But uh, mm-hmm. not not now. What people are getting in these poor landlords are, income, you know, they they can't do anything and these people are destroying their property well you know saying hey you know what I don't owe you any money because this isn't working but I was just reading today if I can find it right now I was just reading online today Natasha that there was this like I was saying there's this tenant that's looking to um, get money from a GoFundMe project and I was reading Uh there quickly and it said that uh, this tenant was saying there was a couple fires in the house. How does the house get on fire without the tenant starting it? House doesn't go on fire just like that, you know? Like this is Uh what's been going on in that house. Plumbing's not working, but of course they're going to use this as an excuse, you know? Like it's just ridiculous. I feel very, very sorry for that landlord. I really do. I really do. I, I I feel very, very sorry. Yeah, I know. 
I know it's uh, we're in terrible times right now and uh, we just have to support each other and like I say to everyone look guys you know what so you have bad tenants and you can't do very much can I just suggest you get on with learning how to choose your be next best tenants like next time once you get rid of them because you will get rid of them they will be evicted sooner or later in the in the meantime practice choosing the right tenant the best thing to do and I tell everyone is practice Put an ad in the put an ad in the newspaper. Put an ad online, whatever, and then oh, ghost ads! Ghost ads, Maria, are the best. I know. Ghost ads are the best. I I suggest everybody does it. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's what I told uh, my landlord's um, boot camp to do. You know, because they all have houses coming up. Uh, some of them will be mm -hmm. ready in a month's time. Some of them a couple months. Just go in there, post, see who's coming, and ask the hard questions. Find out how comfortable you are asking questions because you have to be comfortable asking questions. And then you make a list of what your questions are like, what steps you're going to do, how you're going to take care of the credit bureau checks, all of that, right? Practice now before you actually have mm -hmm. to do it. Practice, practice, practice makes perfect. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Maria, go, go. Oh, yes. 100%. I know. I know. But how, how many people do it? Zilch. 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 Yeah. They think they're You gonna, know zilch? Yeah. <laughs> zero. Zilch. Zero, 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 zilch. Very few people are going to do that. And myself, what I do is before I purchase a property in an area, I run an ad in, let's say, on Kijiji or wherever, uh, stating what kind of a house it is, what it looks like, and put a, a budget. And if nobody answers my ad, then I know that's the wrong area to invest in. <laughs> you know? Like, do it oh, before. Yeah. Pre-marketing. You should be pre-marketing before you even go into an area. And the other thing is, if you're going to go and spend half a million dollars or, uh, you know, a quarter of a million dollars or three quarters of a million dollars, and you're going to an area that you know nothing about, you better check out if people there can even afford to rent from you. Maria, that's a big one. I had a big discussion with someone about that. Okay. A very big discussion. It didn't a hundred percent go well. Okay, what happened? But I well, I said the same thing. I said, yeah. you know, because I my philosophy around renting is a little bit different. Yeah. Let's say than maybe, you know, than others and, and I I keep my rents little bit lower than market rent mm -hmm. and I've always I've always been that way because my experience has been different than others and that's okay my experience has yeah, been different than course. other people of course um, for me the higher my rents the less affordability and that's mm -hmm. where I have all my trouble yeah okay now okay. what what happened is I explained this to uh, a gentleman that I was on an interview with mm -hmm. and well, what happened was the the gentleman was like, well, actually, no. I mm -hmm. think you should charge market rents at all time, et cetera, uh -huh. et cetera. And I said, yeah, that's great. But if you're in a, in a community that has a really low economic status and mm -hmm. people are not able to afford it, well, why are you investing there? Because the second something comes up, you know, they might take that right from the rent. Oh, for sure. Of course. So, I mean, we kind of had a little bit of a disagreement, but, you know, okay. I, I love to talk real estate, and that's okay. Oh, yeah, yeah disagreements are yeah. perfectly fine. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I, I'm, 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 I think, I, well, I'm going to say I'm, I'm different than both of you. I ask above 
market rates. That's what I do is I yeah. ask above. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and I do that on purpose. So I only get the creme of the creme. And then once they're in there, Natasha, I don't have any problems with them. Because if someone's going to pay me what I need and what I want, I don't have to have two people paying me. I just need one person paying me. So that's less wear and tear on my properties. And yet I'm making good money. I've always been like, I've been like that for 21 years. I've always asked above market rents and I've gotten it. I've had to wait for them, but that's okay. So each one of us has a different strategy, which is okay. It works with our personality. It works with our portfolio. That's what it about boils down to, you know? Yeah, it's all yeah. about the personality, yeah. the portfolio, the property. Oh the yeah, property. Yeah, it's the all property. about that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. Um, okay. So, what's the second thing you would suggest to new landlords to do as far as choosing a tenant? I would suggest that you keep your mouth closed mm -hmm. yeah. and that you do. You do your detective inspector gadget work. <laughs> yeah, be just your due diligence, which we're, uh, we have That's the it. You do your due diligence. That we have to do. You do your inspector yeah. work, and yeah. you need to know. You could potentially, not you per se, but the no, investor, anyone, the landlord. Anyone. Could, yes, anyone could court for up to a year now. I know. You, if, if, if the person doesn't have funds to sustain that, yeah. It's going to come out of your salary, out of your children's, you know, RESP, mm -hmm. out of whatever. The money has to get paid or you foreclose on the property and the tenant will probably still be in the house. Sure. They don't care about their credit, so no. their credit will stay intact, yeah. whereas yours will be shattered. Yes. And then, because the worst thing you can do is a foreclosure. Yes, of course. And then, yes, of course. And so my suggestion is, you know, Obviously, you want to run uh, a positive system. You want to ask the right questions. Mm -hmm. However, yeah. you know, what harm is it looking people up on Facebook? And then you will see mm -hmm. whether or not they are the type of person that you would like to have in your home and if they are telling tales because mm -hmm. they could potentially say, no, I don't have a dog, mm -hmm. no, I don't have pets, and then you check online, and now you see three big Dobermans, yeah, you know, right. or three Peppers. <laughs> yeah. And they're, they're animal you know? lovers. They're animal lovers on their Facebook. And you know what? If your house is... Or they're smoking, and yeah. they tell you no smoking. Yeah. I mean, chances are, chances are they're going to respect your smoking rules. My yeah. tenants all respect... All my tenants are smokers, really, Mar. Mm -hmm. And they all respect the smoking rules. Good. However, you know, you don't where you don't know if that yeah. person will or will not you yeah. know what if know. they what if they are a puppy breeder mm -hmm. and they have not told disclosed yeah they have not disclosed this information all of a sudden you see that they are a puppy breeder or that they love cats i mean these are important things especially if you have like a duplex or a triplex mm -hmm. or a quad mm -hmm. you know because there's other people in the property that you are responsible for as a landlord and you must ensure their safety yeah and, and, you know, a lot of times what happens, some, maybe one of the tenants, let's say it's a duplex, that means two people, two apartments, right, in one house, maybe one person has allergies. That's why you'd have to find out before, you even, right. before yeah. you even rent out is that if this That's person right. is has allergies and they say to you, and, and the, what I would do, and this is how I would handle it, like let's say I had a duplex and um, 
I, and somebody came to me and said, well, you know, I'd like to have a dog. I wonder if I could do it. I said, well, you know, I have to check with the other tenants because I don't know if they have allergies or not. So, you know, I would ask that tenant, if it, is it okay? The tenants are living there already. Is it okay? Will you have allergies? And get the okay from them and get it down on paper that they said it was okay. They didn't mind it, right? Because you don't want them complaining afterwards that uh, you didn't tell them and you, they didn't understand. Like everything on paper. The reason that I haven't had as very much trouble with anyone is because it's all written down on paper. Everything that I've discussed mm-hmm. with the people and they have signed that paperwork is there, written. So mm-hmm. when they when they come to me and say, well, I, I don't remember that, I said, please look over the lease agreement you signed with me. Everything is there. And they usually just back off because it, they signed it. That's it. You know, when you sign something, that's what part of the law is. If you sign something and you, and you initial the pages, that's why you get them to always initial every single page. And at the end of the lease, you get them to sign it and you get them to date mm-hmm. it. And you have witnesses. Mm-hmm. That's very important now, right? Every, yeah. Every single every page. single page, yeah. Maria. Well, just like any document. Every yeah. Of course. Single page has to be signed yeah. and dotted. Yeah, absolutely. And you do this when you're still, you know, when everything is just starting out, not after they get there. You want to get all the paperwork done before they enter your house. You want to get all the money before you get that you enter the house. You make sure that you check on every single thing they've told you about them to make sure that you are satisfied that these are the right people for your home. Because once they go, they cross that threshold, you can't get them out. But before that, you don't have to let them in, you know. So this is really why it's very, very important to make sure there's a fit. And also, I mean, if I have other people living on the property, Natasha, if I have a duplex or triplex, I have to make sure, just like you're saying, that I have to protect the tenants that are in there already, that this is going to be a good match. So what I normally do is I ask the people who are living there to show these people around. And then I asked them, so what do you think? Do you think you could live with them? Do you think they would match up with you on the house? And, they, and a lot of them are shocked when I say that to them. They say, no, no, it's up to you. I said, no, 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 no. This is your home. You're living here. You have to tell me. Yeah. You know, I think more yeah. landlords should be doing that. And then let the, oh, other, yeah. Yeah, let the other tenants tell you what they say. This is only, you can only do this when you have good tenants in there that you've built a relationship. Oh, and yeah. They, and they carry enough. Oh, yeah. yeah. You can't just have it with anybody who just, you know, gets into the house and they're lucky they're in there because they, it costs them so little money. Like nobody respects something if it doesn't cost them enough money to feel a little bit of pain. That's how it has to be yeah. in life. You don't like, let's, let's face it. I don't appreciate anything unless I've earned it. And the same thing with them, right? Right. I've earned the right to, to get mortgages. I've had to work very hard at getting mortgages like you, Natasha. And oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so it's, it's an, it, we have to work very hard. I know. I know. So why should a tenant not have to work hard to come into your home? It's the same thing. That's true. Yeah, that's what they have to understand. And that's what that, actually, it's up to the landlord to understand what their rights are, what they can and they can't do. That's why I take courses, uh, attend uh, classes that have to do with uh, everyone's rights, you know, make sure that your rights are protected too, and also that you know what the rights are of the tenant. Therefore, once you know what their rights are, then you're going to be very, very careful about who you get into your home. Then you take it seriously. That's right. 
And also, Maria, another thing, mm -hmm. um, another thing that's very important is if you don't bring in the right tenant, they will not honor these government documents. Yeah, that's the people other thing. Who, yeah. People who honor themselves honor you know our legal system yeah or or, or whatever legal system could be in the states you know mm -hmm. I, I I don't know listeners are coming from everywhere yes they however are. individuals who are responsible and living a responsible lifestyle mm -hmm. yeah. help responsible lifestyle there they will honor the legally binding document yes because they also don't want to end up in court and yeah. they will do their best they will do their best to ensure that they've taken the right steps. Yes, because they because their credit bureau is going to be affected by all of this too, right? So if somebody really is working on their credit bureau, on their credit bureau score, then they're they're going to make sure they pay on time and that they respect the home. Because with landlord um, credit bureau there's a new new agency now right that if they don't pay mm -hmm. rent to a landlord I, I, I advise all the landlords to get in touch with this organization landlordcreditbureau.com I think it's called. oh absolutely yeah. I, I absolutely love it yeah and you report the tenants if they're not paying and they will send an email out and then as far as the um, about the destruction of your property do speak to them because I think you can also put that on their credit bureau but I don't know I've never had to do that but you must be Speak to that agency or even rent check is another agency talk to them see what rights you have as a landlord what you can report what you can't report and just follow through you have to follow through that way Otherwise, you have to follow through yeah. Yeah. yeah and sometimes sometimes Maria the second that they get the email from rent check mm -hmm. the second they get it they will pay Oh yes, I know. I've I've read many cases. You've read it too, right? On all the landlords associations on Facebook, that as soon as they were reminded that by the agency that they, you know, this would be on their Equifax, which is their credit bureau, that they decide all of a sudden they had the money to pay the rent. So yeah, you That's have right. to, yeah. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, yeah, they have the money. The money showed up. Yeah. That money showed up. Yeah. I have a tenant. I I signed her up for it. Good. And the second they got, I mean, my paralegal sent her millions of calls and emails. There was no answer. However, I believe that the second she got the email from the credit bureau, mm -hmm. because she's been trying to get on her feet and you know get her life going, the second I believe she got that, I all of a sudden I received payment. So yeah. all of a sudden, right from no place. Yeah. See. So I think they're, well, they're more, you know, powerful. yeah, yeah. We, we need to have, the, this is, we need an arsenal in our weapons. We have to have an arsenal of weapons. And the first arsenal is choosing the right person. The first arsenal is, that's in completely 100% in your hands. And how do you do that? You, you read about it, you talk to other landlords, you get the right paperwork, you attend seminars, you ask questions, practice, practice, practice. Then the second arsenal that you have in your hands is that if they don't pay, you deliver the N4 right away and then you report them right away to the credit bureau and they will be told by the credit bureau that this will be on their Equifax, which is their credit bureau. So if they're trying to build their credit bureau, they're not going to take the chance of not paying you. They'll have to pay. Well, the N four, regardless of how long they've been there, regardless of who they are, whatever the circumstances, 
even though my tenants have been with me for a long time, mm -hmm. if they're going to be late, if they're going to be late more than 24 hours, yeah. the N4 goes out at the N4 goes out at 23 hours and 59 minutes. Yeah. I, I, I have already learned my lesson yeah. very well last year, and I've been very clear with the tenants. If you're going to be late more than 24 hours, I am going to serve you an N4, and once all payments are made, the N4 will uh, be uh, desisted. Mm -hmm. However, it is going to stay in your file because I have a soft and hard copy file for every tenant, yeah. so it will stay in their hard copy file. Yeah. I mean, it's just in there, but I don't pursue them. No, of course not. Of course not. But at least you remember when it was the last time they didn't pay you on time, right? <laughs> yeah, abso yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I it, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, we still have to know that it is a business. Of course. Yeah. So even though you need that humanity, which is why I give them the 24 hours, mm -hmm. you know, you need, you need the humanity. Yeah. However, with that being said, it is a business and mm -hmm. we do need to have boundaries and parameters. Yeah. I agree. Oh, yeah. So it's a business, right? It's not a mm -hmm. friendship. It's a business. And if we don't treat it like a business, they, the people won't treat it like a business. The same with them. They won't treat us with respect. And that's one thing I would say to everybody. I say, you know what? I will treat you with respect, but I anticipate you'll be treating us with respect also. So when, when I talk to them or I meet with them, they kind of get the rules all set out. If they like it, great. If they don't, they don't. That's simple as that, right? I don't have to play. I don't have to play nicey with anybody. It, that's how it is. Mm -hmm. You're renting. Mm -hmm. You're renting. Yeah, that's how it is. That's just how you're renting from me. I don't owe you nothing. I don't even know you from a hole in the ground. And lots of people say, "Why do I have to do that?" I said, "Well, excuse me, but you're a stranger coming into our property. What do you think I'm going to let you in my property? I don't even know who you are. You're you're a stranger to me. You know how can mm -hmm. I let anyone?" who doesn't abide by what I need to feel comfortable you coming into my home, why would I let you mm -hmm. in my home? Like, I don't owe you anything. I owe nobody anything. You haven't earned this house. You have, you're just coming from someplace else. <laughs> you know, like you're not my friend. You're not my relative. You're a renter, right? So I always, I, you know, I put, I, they understand where they're coming from, but that doesn't mean I have to be unkind, but they do understand who the boss is. And they have to understand who the boss is. Now we have no bosses. Like anybody, it's free for all. Well, that's anarchy. When you get to that point, it's anarchy. Because nobody knows what to do. They think they can get away that's with right. everything. And they are getting away yes, with everything. Yes, that's right. That's right, Maria. That's 100% yeah. right. Yeah, but but it's going to backfire on them. Because once <laughs> their name is in the public and they're on, you know, they're on the credit bureau, Every landlord should be checking up on the last landlord who had them or many of their landlords. And there's many ways you can figure out if those are their friends or not. If you want to learn more, you can always come to my landlord boot camp. I'll be starting it again in April and learn how to outwit and understand and get your best tenant that you're going to have in your house. Don't let anyone mm -hmm. fool you and don't let anyone control you because no one can control you but yourself. Any words of advice, Natasha, from you? Just no one can control you but yourself. Yes, my words of advice are, if you want to get into real estate, do your due diligence, get a mentor, get into some mastermind groups. Right now, we're in the best time to learn about real estate. It's in the best time ever because so many real estate leaders are giving workshops mm -hmm. and seminars and, ta and talks yes. for free. I know. For free. 
free and then make your move because real estate is always a good investment. Absolutely. And we'll close with that then, Natasha. So I want to thank you for being my guest again and and taking of your time. Have a great weekend and we'll chat with you soon then. Okay, Natasha? Absolutely. See you next time. Yeah, ciao for now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, Natasha. Bye. I want to thank Natasha very much for being my guest. What a lovely, lovely lady. What a smart, smart lady. And she's doing it on her own. So any women who think they can't do it on their own, yes, you can. I've been doing it now. I've been on my own with my own business since 1982, but as a real estate investor since 2000, with my own money, just doing it my own way. There are ways that we can make money. Um, you can, if and you know what, that, that'll be a session from another, for another time. I'm not going to go into it now because it's too long. It's too long to get into it. But certainly women on their own can get into real estate just like I did. And I wasn't getting a high paid job. I was just at the beginning of my career and I was able to do it. So I think what I'm going to do is wrap it up now. If you want to get in touch with me, by all means, means um, you can see me on Facebook Maria M-A-R-I-A recruit R-E-K-R-U-T all the social media platforms you can uh, read my uh, website real wealth real estate one word real wealth real estate.com I have a podcast I have this wonderful radio show and I have a YouTube channel with 185 videos last count today 185 videos all things to do with real estate and of course please come back to my radio.rocks.com and this is your hostess with the mostest Maria Recruit and we will see you on Monday take care for now Ciao for now. Bye-bye.